This is the Retro Movies and Metal Show, the only show where we get all warm and fuzzy about our dirtbag stoner days from the mid to late 90s. I'm your host, John. Across the table from me is Tony. How are we doing, Tony? Stony. Uh. Stony? <laughs> stony? Stony? Blah, blah. You want to start that over? <laughs> all right, then we'll leave it right there. The topic that we are going to get into today is... The 1992 movie Hellraiser 3. It is, I mean, it is an October, in fact, so uh, we feel yep. like we had to do so a few scary it's movies spooky. over there. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> yeah, over Paul Bear over here. <laughs> My um, boy. <laughs> indeed. Uh, before we get into that, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast and give us a rate and review of at least five stars and go ahead and... Uh, Subscribe uh, to help us grow the show. We would really appreciate it. Uh, we're actually, I'm actually yeah. working pretty hard to try and get on some more podcast platforms so um, you can listen to what listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate that. And preach uh, it, brother. Thank you, mm-hmm. Tony. How we doing, Tony? Warm and fuzzy. And you're warm and fuzzy. Yeah. I can tell by Actually your beard. Actually, it was kind of cold. I, I mean, <laughs> it is October. It's getting. It's getting I stupidly cold. wore short. Well, for, to be fair, like I haven't done my laundry yet, so okay. uh, I went to go put <laughs> some jeans on because it's cold as shit out. I wouldn't say cold as shit because that's kind of subjective. Uh, uh, what do you mean to like other places? Yeah, okay, it's not winter time. Either, no, I don't. But... I don't mean under uh, other places because. When it's okay, so we live in northern Illinois, yeah. And March is one of those months where you're hoping it's starting to get warm again. Uh, so 50 degrees is pretty warm for us going into March, you know, you're, you're praying for 50 degree days. Mm. This is uh mid October, and uh, we're praying mm-hmm. for 70 degree days. Well, so that's I was what I mean by up early, so it was like you know, 30, 30 something yeah. degrees. and. I was like, well, I got my shorts, so. Well, there, there's another thing. You're a fat guy. Yeah. Fat guys wear shorts in the winter. Uh, you notoriously wear shorts in the winter. No, not notoriously. Uh, you have pretty much a I lot have of in my life. youth. I will yeah. give you that. Okay. But, but no, that's because no I didn't have jobs that acquired pantalones. Uh, okay. You know I mean, what I, I guess, mean? I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so I uh, bought a book like a year ago or something. I, I don't want to say I bought the book, the physical book. I do. Have, I was going to say, what are we talking here? Well, physical, I used to buy online. physical books, but I signed up for Audible like a year and a half ago or something. And since it's I... It's a good choice to do. Like, I my still wife like, loves the hell out of that. I still like the physical books. If I, if I really like a book and I listen to it, then I'll buy the physical copy just to kind of have it there and make me seem smart, you know? But, uh, you know, it's... All right. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I was going to say it's very close to like a DVD collection or a Blu-ray collection. Like you bought the copy, you watched it maybe once or twice, and now it just sits in a rack of, you know, shit. I yeah. Mean, if you still buy those things. I know I personally buy digital copies, but yeah, some people still hit the... <laughs> I buy digital copies for a lot of... But if, if there is a movie that I like, like... No Country for Old Men. I bought the physical copy of that. Good I could movie, I could have gotten the uh, you know digital copy, and I'm like, no, I want to own this thing. Yeah, All right. but the, and that's the same thing with video. Like I don't really play video games anymore, but my son does, and I don't see the point of buying a physical copy anymore because they're just gonna mess it up. They scratch the disc and or lose it or leave it out or yeah. or be all super lazy with it when they can just kind of you know flick it on. And isn't that that's a sign I guess of the times, man? That's kind of like yeah, I know, right? There's two two ways, like, if you buy physical copies of games, then GameStop always has, like, that used games you'll get sure. it for cheaper, and that's pretty much the only advantage to sure. having that, because when they're still digital, they still, man, they'll keep that new price for a real long time. Yeah. That, it's like, come on now. Right, yeah. This game's been out for five years, and you still want me yeah, to spend 60 bucks 60 on it? Bucks, <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I did start following this cheap-ass gamer uh, 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 Twitter account, 
and it'll constantly every, every you know couple of hours it'll post this thing's on sale on Steam, this oh, thing's really? on sale on this. This is you know, and they'll post Sweet. things like Funko Pops and and weird accessories and Hell comic yeah. books and stuff too. Uh, so yeah, whenever anything goes on sale, I tell my son, hey. You like this game? I think you like this game. You want to, yeah. you know, it's like half off, you know. Take, you know. And he's a computer guy, right? Yeah, he's a PC player. PC. Oh, man, it pissed me off. So Prime Day You're was. so much better than us. Well, Prime Day was in June, but I guess I had like this pre-Black Friday thing on the 11th and 12th of October, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm browsing, I'm browsing because Christmas is coming up. My son's birthday is coming up. And I see his computer that I paid like eleven hundred dollars for. Oh uh, yes, I remember. I forget yes. how much exactly I paid for it. It was around that. It was something like that. Thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say a thousand dollars. It's on sale right now for three hundred eighty nine dollars. Oh my god, no! <laughs> yeah, I was like, you motherfuckers. No. That is the worst. I was like, oh. you sons of bitches! Like, what the? <laughs> Technology, man. I know it becomes obsolete in a year. Immediately you know? obsolete. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! Holy shit! Um, but you know, I was like, yeah, I'm not one of those persons that stews on it. But I was like, God damn it! Oh my god, I would stew every day for. <laughs> <laughs> every time I walk past his computer, I'd look at it, get a middle finger. You overpriced piece of overpriced shit! Overpriced piece of shit! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah and, just say uh, it was a different model. It didn't. You know, it, you it know. had more RAM on it. I there think. you go. Or I bought uh, more RAM. You <laughs> have the bigger. Yeah. yeah, it's 32 gigs of RAM. The best graphics uh-huh. card. That was the ba- yep. that, that was the bare bones version. You have I the saw Rambo the version. Uh-huh. Of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Arnold Schwarzenegger version of that. Yeah, and that's you know buyer's remorse. <laughs> I don't usually get buyer's remorse because I usually do I a lot do. of it a lot of research me. on everything that I usually buy. So I've been looking at uh, uh, security cameras. Way, yeah. You know, I do. Se- I've been looking at security cameras too. Mm. Um, and since it was Prime Day, uh, I might have some buyer's remorse because, you know, everyone's got security cameras. We got a ring doorbell yeah. type thing. Uh, or oh, we you, ju- guys, you got one? We just got. You just one. got one. Yeah, oh, okay. I know we're behind the times on all this stuff. Yeah. And there was some, there was you know it's funny there was an incident uh, across the street from me, and the cops were involved and they came up they talked really? did you see this car did you see that car. And their next question was, "Do you have any security cameras around here?" Uh, I'm like, "No." I'm, I'm, oh, they're looking for like right. some because uh, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, there's cameras everywhere. Damn. And uh, I feel like I got to join that crowd. Um, well, maybe that is a good reason to have it, just for if anything happens, footage you know. maybe across the street. Hey, there could be or... a, an abduction on my street, and if I get right. my camera pointed the right way, I could uh, you know help solve that adu- <clears throat> abduction. You know, so. Why not? But they've always been like $400, $500 for a set of yeah. four, and then you got some subscription, and you got limited amount of space, and it's only there for a while. Um, I'm sure and- it wouldn't be that expensive to us if we got an endorsement ring. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever company. Hello, yeah. product. <laughs> yeah. Insert product name. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, on, on this last Prime Day thing, we got some security cameras. I'm going to sort it out and uh, put them up. Um, They're pretty easy, right? To like, I think install so. Them? I'm gonna find out. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay, Chingo, dude. Okay, I'm gonna find out. But it was on a Prime Day, so I was a little suspicious about them. But they were like ninety bucks for two of them, so oh. I'm gonna check them out and see uh, see how they do. Yeah. And I will I'll, I'll I'll check back with the uh, pod on uh, the effectiveness, yeah. the ease of installation. It like goes and, to like an app, right? Or something it's like on your yeah, phone. yeah. You can you you can watch in real time that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, I remember my boss. Um, he hilariously showed us how he broke his shoulder because he went out his front door to like get something and slipped on his front steps because it was all icy as shit. It was in the winter time. Uh-huh. And you just saw him go down and stay <laughs> down, dude. And it was all captured on film. <laughs> yeah, he's like, here's what I did. And yeah, <laughs> totally broke his shoulder and had surgery. Oh, was, man. Yeah. Well, that, that, and there's a, that's another popular you know, meme or uh, a section of social media yeah, is, yeah. is people's security cameras catching right, them totally. falling down. Like, I've seen so many videos of a guy... Like literally sliding down on his feet, like yeah. still standing on his you know sloped driveway because it's so icy, or a car just kind of slowly sliding yeah. down at it. It's funny stuff. 
And then sometimes, yeah, you get like, you know, real shit like murders and, uh, you know, thefts and yeah. uh, rapes and all that kind of stuff. Which Or I, the worst people taking your Amazon packaging. Oh yeah, that's God. A, I think there's a, a Twitter page of, of Amazon theft. <laughs> Far thieves. worse than anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The porch pirates, is porch pirates. Yeah, I think that's what they call them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, looking at the security cameras. Uh, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna join the uh, the rest of the uh, country for. Yeah. Um, Let me know. Maybe I'll do that. I will. Um, so yeah, today, what we're talking about. Yeah. Is the 1990 move? 1990 move. <laughs> is, is that a, a fraternity? He would be insulted. <laughs> 1990 move. Calling him a move. Uh, 1992 <laughs> film, Hellraiser Three. <clears throat> uh, I am unprepared. Usually, I, I read from Wikipedia just for like the basic facts of it for the audience, um, but I think I can kind of riff. All you need to know is Clive Barker and the plot of it. <laughs> Flesh. Oh my God! Flesh. <laughs> flesh. How many times, dude? Flesh. It's been. Uh, <laughs> I wrote a part that. Of this. I literally wrote that down. Flesh. <laughs> Enjoy the flesh. Um, it's a 1992 movie. It's the third in the series uh, on the in the Hellraiser series. So there was Hellraiser one and Hellraiser two, right? It's a Based yeah. on a novella by Clive Barker, he was an author before he was any kind of filmmaker, mm-hmm. uh, called The Hellbound Heart. Uh, the first couple of movies are way different than Hellraiser 3. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The basic premise is that there's a, been a puzzle box, later called the Lament Configuration, um, that has been passed around from generation to generation, I guess, from since the 17th century. I guess the story is based on like the 17th century toy maker made this puzzle box yeah, and right. it, it mm-hmm. opened some, you know, a gate to not hell because hell isn't really n- mentioned in the first couple of movies. It's, it's like they call it the labyrinth. It's like some other dimension, we'll say. And the Leviathan is like the Satan of this uh, of this world. Yeah. And uh, so this 17th century toy maker makes this box, and uh, it just kind of finds its way around to different people. And the different people who actually solve the puzzle will become a Cenobite. Mm-hmm. And the Cenobites are individuals that are ultimate pleasure seekers. The, and <laughs> the crazy. Uh... The crazy monster guys, yeah, like, in the, the black yeah, outfits. Yeah, they're always wearing you know black trench coats, like some like a Marilyn Manson cool. video. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, they are very cool. Like uh, the um, what it's, do you call it? the practical practically effects? The best, yeah, it's like the best part of the movies. Yeah, seeing the monsters. Once you see those, well, characters. Come I'll out. say this: the first and second movies, yes, that's the best part of it. Hellraiser three. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> Freddy's dead ridiculousness, uh, and we'll get into that. Um, but so yeah, the puzzle box gets you know uh, bandied uh, around the world, and uh, these ultimate pleasure seekers, these uh, hedonistic people, um, they they solve it and they go to this other dimension and they become a centipede where uh, there is no line between pleasure and pain. Like pleasure yeah. and pain is essentially the same thing. It's a lot of sadomasochism. Uh, a lot of uh, sexually charged uh, imagery yep. in it. And, and fun fact, the original Hellraiser movie directed by Clive Barker was rated X by the MPAA. Really? Yeah, they had to cut out a few scenes. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, they had to cut out a few scenes to make it an R. Not even NC-17. I don't even think NC-17 was a thing when they made this, but um, they had to cut out a lot of stuff. Uh, three scenes. Out of the first wow. th- for, out of the first movie in order to get him an R rating. Second movie is kind of a lot weirder than the first one. I mean, the first one's weird. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the second one gets like into the labyrinth and Leviathan with like the light of darkness, like searching everything, almost like the Eye of Sauron from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Right. Um, weird. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the first two movies Hard to can follow both of them. They frankly. are. They unless you look up like kind of the lore or if you read the novellas by Clive Barker, you're gonna be very confused. But they're entertaining it nonetheless. I mean you can you can follow them, but you're gonna be a little bit lost on mm-hmm. like the lore of, of the movies. 
Um, and the first two movies, they do connect to each other. They, they're, it's a, the second one's a straight sequel. But Hellraiser 3 is not a straight sequel. There's things that, if you watch the first two, you can catch in, in Hellraiser 3. Yeah. But you're not going to, if you haven't watched the first two, you're not going to know a couple of things. Right. Because they know there's not, there's some exposition in this movie. But like the puzzle box, you know, the lament configuration, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. We'll just call it the puzzle box from now on. Um, but like the puzzle box, you, you have no idea what the hell it is. And when it's first shown in Hellraiser 3, it's just like this, you know, the, the girl, you know, just kind of holds it in front of the camera. It's a great shot. And they got, oh, the yeah, music. yeah, they that got, shot. Yeah. They got the music accompanied to it. She's like, yeah, somebody ripped it off the, off the, the, the Tower of Souls. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so let me kind of get into it. So let me get to the, the basic facts of the movie. Um, I will Wikipedia it just to kind of guide myself. All right, so yeah, Hellraiser three, Hell on Earth is the uh, subtitle, I guess. I forget yeah. what that's called. You know, it's Hellraiser three colon Hell on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, made in nineteen ninety two, supernatural horror film, and the third installment of the Hellraiser series. It was directed by Anthony Hickox and stars Doug Bradley, Terry Farrell, Paula Marshall, and Kevin Bernhardt. Ashley Lawrence, who starred in the previous two films, has a cameo as, you know, Christy from, or Kirsty from the first movies. Yeah. Uh, following the events of Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, in which the demon Pinhead is imprisoned in a statue. Uh, he resurrects himself by absorbing the life force of unlucky humans after converting several power-hungry youths into new Cenobites. Pinhead goes on a rampage opposed by a reporter and the spiritual manifestation of his good half. And that, that, I mean, kind of, yeah, that's a decent enough description. Um, you really can't put a whole lot more. I mean, no, because there's so much going on in there. Because of the, you, you literally have to kind of know who the first two movies to be able to follow it. But on its own, you can follow it, whatever. If you just kind of let your mind go and watch a horror movie, yeah. this is fine. You know, you don't have it's to... But you, you should do that anyways. Nah, I, <laughs> well, there, if you like Hellraiser, which I don't know anyone who's like a super big Hellraiser fan. I think it's more just like Pinhead. You know? He's a great He's character. A great character. So that's what people hold on to. It's almost like the rest of the movies just aren't as good as... His acting or, you know, being that character, it's all kind of like you're just waiting to see him come out and give his great speeches. <laughs> yeah, and well, this is the, one of the first, this is the first movie where it actually has a lot of lines in it. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the central villain of the movie. In the first two, he was kind of just a, a Cenobite. He was, you know, an ancillary character. And from what I was reading, you know, Jul- the character of Julia in the first two movies, she was like the queen of hell. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to continue doing this movie or doing the series because Pinhead had such a fan had such fanfare. Yeah, and I mean, look at him. He's a he's a great character. He's got nails just like hammered into his skull, <laughs> and we see we see kind of the, the creation of him in this movie. So, what did you think of Pinhead? Like, I never had this aversion to Pinhead. I was never like, oh, he's so awesome. Because watching, this was the first Hellraiser movie I ever watched, was Hellraiser 3. And oh, I wasn't yeah. just like, this guy's a badass. I was like, I never had this, like, he's awesome kind of attitude towards Pinhead, which evidently a lot of people do, because Julia was pretty much scrapped from the first, uh, scrapped from the series after this movie. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, <clears throat> I would say, like, the first two movies... You know, I watched both of those first, and it was just, he was ultra scary when he would come out. And there was something, something really like, uh, I guess, grungy or, or like. Sinister. There's some, those movies, they just, they look independent made and they're kind of crusty and, but man, when it came to like you know, the bloody skin chunks and all that shit. I mean, it was like way real looking and Yeah, I would say this movie had like the chains. And, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the fish chain, hooks and there's shit. A, there's I a mean, lot of inexplicable yeah, the treble uh, hooks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um there's a lot of inexplic- inexplic- inexplicable uh reasons in, in in this entire series. 
um, of why things happen. It's like, okay, yeah, there, it's a pleasure and pain. It's a, it's a different, a different dimension. Um, but I think that's my point. It's like, there's, why is any of this happening? It's like, it's just, right. it always just starts with somebody getting the puzzle box and then being curious and, then, and enough solving or it, able yeah. to like open it. And then they show up and then they give them some corner, some sort of line, like, you know, what are your <laughs> epic yeah. fantasies? We can make them happen for you. All you need to do is this. And then they do it. And then they somehow take what they wanted and twist it into this right. insane way. And, Eventually, somebody is there to resolve the puzzle box right, to yeah. a knife <laughs> and stab him. And like that always seems to kind of be how every one of the movies, but uh, the gore is like it's that's the best part of the it movie. It needs to be, you know? yeah, it needs to be at a higher level every time. Yeah, they have to outdo the, the, the last yeah. movie, and and they are. They are all gory as hell. Right. Uh, skinless people. Uh, yeah, hooks going into skin. Um, and same with, uh, what, what, what was it, Cenobites? Or the Cenobites. Yeah, they're very uh, disfigured, <laughs> yeah. repugnant figures. It's like figures. the, the yeah. better those characters Yeah, they have to keep one-upping them. Yeah. They got to keep, you know. So Pinhead is almost just, he's the centralized character and everything else needs to get more wild. And... Yeah, I didn't know that about the the queen there. So that because I did notice she wasn't in this one. Right. She she just kind of you know in the second one she just kind of you know goes to the depths of hell and, and she's kind of dead in hell. Yeah, because she really doesn't. Man, I don't recall her even really like killing or doing anything in the first two movies except for just kind of like luring the dudes standing up to the there, air. kind of looking crazy with her, you know, crazy outfit on. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah let's kind of i'm gonna go start going through a lot of my notes uh so yeah hellraiser 3 um i watched it when i was 10 or 12 years old well let me ask you this is when did you first uh, encounter some hellraiser do you remember your first because i'll i'll say this like back in the day the video store was yeah was the shit you that's know that's where you, you see it yeah. that's where you saw everything and my the parents the box cover yeah the yeah my parents used to go out at out every Friday and Saturday, so I'd have friends over, yeah. and we would go to the video store and the grocery store that was right down the block, and we, yeah, we were able to walk there. I was like 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Parents, w- parents would give us a $20 bill, or and you know, we'd get our Pringles, we'd get our ice cream, we'd get our Doritos. And, you know, <laughs> you'd get a whole bunch of shit for 20 bucks. Back right? then, yeah, <laughs> 1992, 93, yeah, 94. And... <laughs> Just look at the box. I mean, look yeah. at the character of Pinhead. You're very intrigued. Um, yep. So th- that it was just like on a whim. It's not like he was, you know, talked about on the radio the, or the movies were yeah. talked about on the radio. You're not seeing trailers all over the place because it's a B horror movie essentially. Um, so it's not like yeah, Forrest Gump is having trailers of a Hellraiser. Yeah, and as a kid, <laughs> you know? like Clive Barker wasn't, you know. A name you've ever even heard of before, no. so it didn't matter. Yeah, you, unless you're in like literary circles of, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> at ten or no. twelve you're not. You know, I mean, I mean, you could be, I guess. I mean, but yeah, if you're, I wasn't. Yeah, well, you, just, you straight up just didn't have access to a lot of that stuff, right? And uh, to go to the video store and you're looking down the horror. And when I was a kid, I did go down the horror. So, like, remember the witchcraft series? Like I watched like no. witchcraft like one through eight. Oh really? <laughs> on those Saturday nights, yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, there was a lot of titties in it, so I think ah, <laughs> that's why. I, I think that's why we watched it. Uh, but this is another one of those movies. You're just like, oh, it has the word hell in it, and they're raising hell. All right, let's, yeah. and look at this guy. And He's even nails. I don't even remember Pinhead even being like my first draw because I obviously he was on the box, but I remember distinctly like the you know the the skinless body on the mattress yeah yeah that yeah. was like freaked out like that was let's that, see how more. do you top that <laughs> yeah. i mean and uh yeah still that those effects like still hold up like 
They do, and, and there was like the the there, there was no CGI at all in it no. in, in, in this in this movie <laughs> or the previous gross. ones. Well, there was like like the Leviathan and the Labyrinth and all that in the second one. That's obviously not real, right. um, but there was like you know camera trickery. We'll say, you yeah, know? I think that's all it was. Even on this third one, you see like when she opens like the window curtain. And you can tell it's just like a city backdrop. A backdrop, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, it's like a Batman band. Yeah, it was really horrible. <laughs> it's but... like Gotham City or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go. Let's kind of get into it. Uh, cool intro and music when it first comes out. It's like the pipe organ. Just yeah. yeah. I didn't uh, like the font though. It was real bubbly. Like, I don't know if you noticed. That. I noticed what the font was. I didn't think it was too bubbly, but I, th- I thought it was on brand for the... Yeah, I thought it should have been like a spookier font, but not like death metal font, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking but at That's the also pic- how, like, the first few, like, Nightmare on Elm Streets were. They were kind of like a... They weren't boring. Goofy, well, no. bubbly font, almost. Oh, no. Yeah. We did an episode on the original Nightmare on Elm Street. That that had a great opening. <laughs> No, no, I mean the, the font. Today. But but yeah, the font was yeah. just fine. I I thought anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it's an obvious fake New York City. Um, from what I was reading, uh, the it was too expensive to shoot in New York City, so they shot in Greensboro, North Carolina. And there's a lot of times where you can look like look at at, at the movie, and they're like, it's it's obviously not New York City. It's like small town America. And when the at the at the end when the Cenobites are attacking her and she's running away mm-hmm. and all that and like that's nah, not New York. Yeah, <laughs> like, eh, what are you gonna do? They were just like, oh, let's get any place. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and then you know the first thing we do is we get introduced to this dude, uh, J.P. Monroe, who is think short haired, <laughs> stupid haircut, Stephen Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Tyler. He's uh, the douchiest douche that ever douched. Yeah, he's <laughs> extreme douche. He seems yeah. like he's a spoiled rich kid who owns a club and he just mm. does nothing uh, but uh, smoke cigarettes and uh, uh, have sex with women throughout the entire movie. Uh, it reminded me of a short-haired Chris Angel. <laughs> see, I want Steven Tyler. I could see Chris Angel, sure. Um <laughs> And then yeah, they buy the tower. Of, he buy he, he finds this tower of souls in this like weird art gallery, and the guy who sells it to him, him is like a bum, weird bum looking guy. <laughs> and he's I like, he, he wants to buy the tower of souls. That was souls the first thing him. my wife said. She's like, who's that? Who's the guy? fucking hobo that <laughs> just, owns this art gallery? All of a sudden, gallery? he's just gonna sell that to him. He <laughs> looks like he wandered in. And there. there's no price tag. And you know what he says? Yeah. How much is it worth to you? <laughs> How much do you think it's worth? And then the way he like grabbed the, the money, the money yeah. it was very strange. Uh huh. Like, what the hell? It's an indiscriminate amount of money. Uh, they don't tell us how much he paid for it. it looked like four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was the first thing I was like, that's not a lot of money. Yeah, even a, if they're all hundreds. Even taking inflation. It's folded over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah, it was like four hundred like, bucks, that's it. You could have just put some tens in it's there. It's like this is the towers of this is the tower of souls we're talking about. Four hundred bucks for the tower of souls. And what's he gonna do with it? He's yeah. like, obviously some crazy mm-hmm. person. Yeah, exactly. Mean, Oh shit! <laughs> However, you whatever you think it's worth, yeah, that was crazy. Um, oh, and then we shit. get this weird guy coming in. You know, it, it's an abrupt shot because he goes. You know, the movie goes from him buying the Tower of Souls to guy in emergency room. You know, I know you have to introduce the, the investigative reporter somehow, um, but oh, right. you know, and the guy's getting electrocuted for some reason on the <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, emergency room bed. Yeah, they go. From him in the art gallery to an emergency room uh, trying to save this guy's life. And the weird lightning comes out and uh, chains and all the that chains. stuff. Yeah. And so the reporter goes there. And one thing that bothered me was like that went nowhere was so after the guy, you know, is dead or whatever, the reporter is standing there talking to the nurse. or whatever, And there's the nurse who's just laying out all these surgical instruments. And yeah, it went yeah. nowhere. I, I was like, yeah. what? Oh, we're gonna see that somewhere in the future, yeah, you know, yeah. or or she's gonna pl- plan go on uh, murdering somebody or something. Yeah. But I'm like, what's the point of she's, these medieval-looking 
Cirque with is that part where then afterwards she's like, and I'm totally bored and nothing is happening. Or <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly right. Yeah. That's that's like right before I think that guy gets strolled in, <laughs> yeah, but like his head explodes too. Yeah. Like, and, and then, then one of the chains like cuts her ankle, and I thought yeah. something was going to come of that. And nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing did. They have a lot of shots in this movie where you think it's going to lead somewhere that <laughs> yeah. it never gets to. But those could be parts that did have something, and they made them edit it. Yeah, that's true. For, that's for true. Like, but know, still, length. You know, they, they should edit it correctly where it has some continuity. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just take the whole thing <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> um, I liked how his head exploded. And yeah. then they and then they showed the flat line on the. Bee. I'm like, really? He's dead? No way! <laughs> <laughs> they had to make sure the audience understood that <laughs> yeah. somebody's head blows up like that, they're dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, he's dead. <laughs> and then the one girl comes in, the the black haired girl, which. She looked familiar, like I had seen her in something else. Oh, you're talking about Terry, one of the main characters? Yeah. No, that's not... We're going to get there. Uh, but yes, she is a very familiar looking... She looks like uh, Carla Cagino from like uh, uh, Son-in-Law and Snake Eyes, and I'm sure she was in something more mm. famous than that. But I always remember her from uh, Son-in-Law and Snake Eyes, obviously. Oh. Oh, she uh, is from that? Yeah, but yeah, this woman looks very familiar. Like she's been in a lot of stuff. I IMDb'd her, and uh, no, she's probably just yeah. looks like that familiar face that everyone right. kind of seen. Um, it is the early '90s, so she has that look that kind of a lot of girls had in the early '90s. So I think that's maybe why uh, you think that, because I can probably count five girls <laughs> from the early '90s. Oh. Yeah, five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. So then, then we go to the we kind of shoot to the boiler room club. Yeah, and that's she has to find out what ha- I mean. The curiosity on her. Yeah, hey, she's an investigative <laughs> reporter. Okay, all right, all right. She has to be curious about all it. All right, fair um, enough. It's a very metal-looking club, right? You got dudes like with nine long inch hair. Nails metal, though. right? Yeah, nine industrial yeah. or ministry. Yeah, yeah. that kind of cl- dudes club. Dudes wearing like rubber bands, dancing, <laughs> yeah. like very weird. And but. then what I did notice is that the music was super milk toast. It did not match the yeah. tone of the room. Right. It was like collective. And soul it was like playing. a live band. Yeah, it was a live band, and it was kind of quiet. Yeah. yeah. Long hair, stage diving, yeah. like crowd surfing. Could, it's very ninety two, so they have like you know just like t shirts and flannels and yeah, you know. But it's like also like late eighties style music, right? So it, it was it's just. Like, I was thinking about Pantera when I was thinking when I was looking right. at this scene. I just the, felt like they found a live band playing down the street. Like, <laughs> hey, you want me in a movie? Can you guys have uh, fifty bucks? Yeah. Can you headbang to collect six, collective soul? <laughs> <laughs> How about mud honey? <laughs> mud honey. <laughs> Poor bastards. <laughs> they missed out on everything. But yeah, the, the the music did not match the scenery or the or the characters at all. Yeah. Like, cause you had a bunch of dime bag looking dudes on the stage, yeah. and it's like, again, I just kept not thinking collective soul. Mu- yeah. yeah, collective soul music. This ain't heavy metal. What the shit are you guys jamming uh, to? And I always love seeing like bands playing in movies yeah because you can tell like they've taken so they've done so many takes that by the time like they actually use whatever footage from whatever take nothing matches up. like usually like a lot of time they're like you can kind of see their exhaustion you know <laughs> especially like the drummer and the he's drum trying swirl. not to hit very hard because like you know i gotta do this studio, 70 more times yeah they don't want him to <laughs> Be as loud, you know. So uh, they just—it's just funny. I, I see it in the way they play, and yeah. yeah well, you do play in live bands. Um, but yeah, the uh, uh, reporter she goes to that club. She finds the club, and uh, she's passing out her business card at, <laughs> yeah, to the, literally the everyone cards. there. <laughs> and then she's looking for the owner of the club, JP, and he's in evidently a five-star fine yeah. dining establishment that's Apparently connected he owns to a restaurant, connected to, to this yeah. dirty, grimy uh, club. Hey, maybe it could happen. I'm very naive about 
big shitty folk. Uh, I think it was just cheaper for them to use one building to shoot all this stuff in. So they made it look like five different places. Yeah, and we need to talk about <laughs> JB, JP just a little bit more. He's the douchiest, like I said. He's, he's driving you crazy, huh? He, he is. Like, he's just sitting there going, yeah. <laughs> And there's girls all over him. Yeah. And, and he smokes the entire movie. Oh, my God. He that was the cigarettes. big thing I was going to talk He's about. He's having sex with this a woman. This whole movie, somebody is smoking smoke. a cigarette. Yeah. Like, they're smoking cigarettes in hospitals. And while having sex. Like, I know like, it was at that time, so I get it. But, yeah, while he's while having he's sex, having sex he's it's having like, cigarette. Ugh. You think the woman would be like, hey, could you put that out? Could you like, put it out hey, for five minutes? Jesus. Jesus. God damn Christ. <laughs> You're ashing out my back. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, breathe some oxygen, bro. Yep. Jesus. It's like, and I smoke Even cigarettes. Even as an right? actor, you got, I mean, I bet that was terrible for that, him. I bet he's dead now from lung cancer just from this movie. <laughs> like, good. Poor bastard. God. And then, yeah, then we meet Terry, uh, the uh, girl that we all know. Uh, the pale goth looking yeah. chick pretty much, you know, cause we all went to high school or not obviously we all, but <laughs> we went to high school in the nineties and there was always those goth chicks there. And that's yeah. essentially what she is. You know, goth, goth club chick, we'll call her. Uh, that was like when goth was first happening. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. When it's I'm still, it's still rocking now. Uh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Black don't, Black don't crack. Black <laughs> don't That's funny. Um, so, yeah, Terry shows up at her apartment. And then, they, then you know, she's like this, I guess, runaway uh, goth check, goth club check. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, the, the woman lets her stay with her, which I thought was kind of she forward. pretty quick, but. I thought she was a I lesbian. Mean, she pulled on her guilt strings a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little I'll bit. say that. Um bad for her. I do like when they uh, go break into the shop. She like pulls a, a bobby pin out of her uh, bra and it's like, I can break oh, into yeah. anything <laughs> with this. You're like, oh, I guess it was a handy to keep you around. Yeah, and they, they, for some reason they have records of the box and uh, they make a reference to Dr. Chenard's Institute from the uh, second movie, which I thought was uh, kind of, you know, a little Easter egg type thing there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then they get the, the rose thing in the... In the in, oh. uh, in the club is very cheesy. Thing. Yeah. Uh, the girl, yeah, he takes up the girl, has sex with the with the girl, and uh, man, I forget what it was I, off the top of my head. It's like so he spirits blood gets on the Tower of Souls because he has it. Yeah. In, uh, uh, he, uh, something cut him, cut his hand, and he, yeah, I forget what it was. I think he grabbed her, or she. She cut him or something like that. Yeah, this is a good pod. Maybe Shit. it's a bottle opener. I forget. Yeah, but either way, he gets cut and like I can't remember what throws blood hand. all over. It was over. Like very excessive too, because what cut him was very small. Right. Yeah. Like, but it, it was, was like a, a little... huge handful. Yeah, of yeah it's blood. like he's spurting blood all over the statue. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like he got a paper cut and just like starts spewing. Dude, blood. come on. Uh, they yeah, the Tower of Souls open, and I, I will say they uh, made a vast improvement to the Tower of Souls from the second movie. Because they do show a shot oh, of the yeah, Tower of Souls. Oh, yeah, it's just a piece of wood. It's like, like a, a yeah, wooden box <laughs> yeah. with shit stapled to it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. A baby doll is, like, <laughs> like stapled to it and just barbed wire around it. I'm like, all right, yeah. Yeah. But this one's an actual sculpture, and I think it looks pretty a damn cool. Best improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Except uh, for when Pinhead, like, he just kind of opens his eyes, and you just see the black eyes when he's still part of... The yeah, statue. The whole thing, and for some reason, that cracked me up. You can see the. Yeah, he was like one of the door knocker just guys like in Labyrinth. You know? <laughs> he closes his eyes real quick. Uh -huh. That part was so funny. Yeah, it was kind of cheesy and like bad effects. Yeah. Not to downplay the uh, great effects in this movie, but yeah, that was kind of weird. Oh, yeah, when he's in the statue Jesus. and you can see the rubber all around it, so he yeah. can move. You know, I was like, eh. Uh, it felt like they could have done well, something better, right? I don't know. I don't know Maybe the effects for the time uh, it's for were the time. what they were. It's... I did not like uh, the abrupt dream sequences uh, between her and her father. I don't know why yeah. her Especially father... Especially when the first one came, I kind of was like thrown off by it. Yeah, it was like right... what was going on. It was right after the pinhead thing, and he's like, flesh. <laughs> <laughs> flesh. 
Is that so, the first time he said it? <laughs> the first time. Okay. Amongst 20, <laughs> 37 times he says, flesh. Uh, yeah, that's a flesh. is a big part of this movie. Uh, almost as many times as uh, Brundle. <laughs> Brundle fly. <laughs> it's the flesh. The excitement of the flesh. Excitement of the flesh. Um, Running concept here. <laughs> I did like when uh, Terry goes back to JP and uh, when uh, Pinhead kind of emerges, you know. There's a lot of good stop motion animation there with the uh, the blood coming down and um, I forget, man, I forget what it was. But, it, yeah, there was some good stop motion stuff in this movie. When um, the whole thing was like coming apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. when he emerges. I was um, very excited because when he like asks her to like roll him towards him, yeah, you know, she can't like lift him for shit. I'm I'm sure, like I'm sitting there like bitch, pinheads <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Let's do this, Jesus. Find something. <laughs> and then finally, when she rolls him over, you're almost like super excited for her. Like, yes, you Jesus, did it. Now you know? run. And then to see him, like, wig out, like, right before he gets taken, you're like, yeah, bitch. I felt like they should have done something different with Terry in this movie. Because she's a big part of it in, like, that first 40 minutes of the movie. I know, And yeah. she disappears, and then, and then she, she comes back as a Cenobite. Back. I was like... And not even a cool-looking No, one. she was, yeah, she was like a replica she had a of the one. a cigarette in her throat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. She smokes. <laughs> That's all you came up with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, I think she was a waste of talent. She could have been like a, sa- a, a last-minute savior or, uh, you know, yeah. just a helping hand throughout the the rest of the movie. But, yeah, she just kind of disappears after this time. the next time. queen. Or the next queen of hell. Uh, like, yeah. Or the pin girl, pinhead pin girl. Pin girl. Something. There's I, I, pin girls But it's now. like, why introduce this girl and just ultimately just discard her, essentially, you know? Yeah. I thought they should have done something better with her. uh, Yeah, they did the normal thing. Yeah, and then there's also, you know, the dream sequences. I felt like, yeah, the whole father thing was 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 not necessary with it. I mean, she has some past trauma. Maybe that's what it is. But it's like, all right, whatever. Um, I think it pretty much all just led to the point where, at the very end, he tricks her with those dreams. Yeah, but. He was supposed to be so, dead at the end, you know. Well, I know, but this movie's fucking confusing. You know, it contradicts itself left and right. I, they all do. They're all terrible movies. Yes. Um, if you haven't gathered from the info, it's like only the monsters and the hooks with the treble hooks and on the them chains. And the chains. Yep. And the gore, that's the, the only cool thing. Yeah. You don't even need to watch and pay attention. They're not good movies. Like, <laughs> when you have to have, like, the good part of Pinhead come out, like his spirit, uh, yeah. and have this giant, I think, oh, I want to say it was like a seven minute long exposition on <laughs> yeah. who Pinhead was, and he was explaining it to her. And he's a World War. And they don't even, that's a big thing. Because then, they don't, they, they have these long, drawn-out expositions, but they don't explain a fucking thing. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I understand this, but what about yeah. that? What about that? What about yeah. that? You know? Okay, why are you in World War One? Why? How no, did you get the he's box? In World War, he's in World War Two, and they're in Vietnam. They're like totally right. Different wars. I'm like, it's I'm so like, they're fucking not even dressed the same. Like, what the fuck is going? On? Oh, and I'll say that too. It's like this thing is obviously not in Vietnam. <laughs> you got fucking cedar trees and fucking prairie hills. Like, there's no tropical jungle. I mean, I've never been to Vietnam, but I've seen Vietnam War movies. So that's what I'm basing it on. It did look like it was made in Wisconsin. Like fucking Iowa. <laughs> it's obviously the Midwest. <laughs> Somebody's backyard. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, and then you got the scene where Pinhead kind of be, emerges from the Tower of Souls, and he kills everybody in uh, the uh, oh, the, the yes. club. You know, there's some good. Let it begin. Let, let us begin. <laughs> yes, that yeah. was awesome. Flesh. Yeah. Flesh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, everyone gets murdered in their own unique way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he he emerges and uh, yeah, he just kind of he has a lot of supernatural power. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and those that's another thing. Like he has all this power to command inanimate objects to kill people, and he's making chains come out of sewers when he's when uh, what's her name is is, uh, uh, running from him. But at the end, he doesn't use any of those powers. Like we'll get to the end in a, in a minute because it, it it's very Why? bad. It's just frustrating. It's it's, <laughs> I, it's frustrating because I loved this movie when I was a kid, and like and now I'm just like this is dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. Um, with, with I think the that's ra- going to be a running theme on most of the movies this month. Yeah, it will be. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the and then we get we get this unplugged radio that was a pointless scene. Yeah. Um, uh, but then we get the TV that's unplugged when she's watching that. The, oh uh, yeah, yeah, with the but, clock or the. And I'm so nine I'm, o'clock I'm, news. Yeah, the nine o'clock. No, that, <laughs> oh wait, no, you're confusing it. <laughs> that's a Freudian slip there. That's a Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> we will get to that in the next episode. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of contradictory stuff in this movie where it doesn't make sense. But you know, it's funny. I was watching. I was so like engrossed. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And the TV is um, uh, the what's her name? Joey uh, yeah. has the TV on, and they they're reporting that the nightclub was uh, massacred. Mm-hmm. And she calls her cameraman and says, "Hey, the night the camera uh, the the nightclub has been massacred." And he's looking on his TV. He can't find it. Yeah, it's and just like hers is unplugged, yeah. and, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going?" Jen's like, "I'm like, why? What's the fucking point of the TV being unplugged?" She's like, "Hey, stupid, to lure her, <laughs> to lure her in and uh, make yeah, yeah, Time make for close to up. bring every." <laughs> We're gonna get to that fucking shit in a second. Okay, so actually, we're gonna get to that right now. So the cameraman goes. Uh, Pinhead has like this, this <laughs> candles everywhere. Like, how long did it take to put up all them candles? I don't know. Um, so, oh, yeah. in the previous movies, the Cenobites are people that previously held the puzzle, solved the puzzle box, and they were brought into the what? What was it? The labyrinth. Um, those. That's what the Cenobites were because uh, there's no pleasure, no pain, blah blah blah, and they become the the minions of the labyrinth. Right. In this movie. Evidently, Pinhead can just make a centibite out of anybody, yeah. and he does it in the most the cheesiest fucking fashion yeah. in this movie. So the cameraman goes because he was tricked into going to the club, and Pinhead makes him into the cameraman centibite, and he's complete with puns and stupid yeah. sayings. And <laughs> so that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for your close up? <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. I'm like, oh god. Not to be topped off, or not to be topped, which uh, the DJ with the CDs in his face, and he's got robotic sounds (laughs) (laughs) popping and locking and throwing in CDs everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the bartender, the bartender one is the dumbest. That one one took me a minute because I'm like, who's this one? Yeah, exactly. And then I remembered this. They were in a club. (laughs) They were in a club. You know, that's when I realized I was like, oh wait, they're in a club. Yeah. So he got he made he the DJ the into one. Made he made the bartender flaming, uh, the drink. Yeah, the, the, the cocktail mixer. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was I was like, like what oh the fuck? It was cheesy as shit. He throws yeah. like a cocktail shaker like down. That's his hand grenade. Yeah. And he just yeah shoots fucking fire at everything. I can honestly say none of them are as cool as like the first ones in the first movie and the, the second movie second yeah they're movie. fucking cheesy yeah. as shit the first totally ones were cheesy. the first ones were original characters and these these mm-hmm. ones they're yeah. they're making them cheesy by giving them a gimmick you know <laughs> they were totally totally had a gimmick yeah. yeah it's like you don't need that and that's why the, that's why this movie sucked balls <laughs> you know? Because of uh, uh, because of those stupid centibites balls, <laughs> balls were heavily this movie yeah dude. man it's oh, terrible, and God. you know, and you know what's funny is that like the first two movies we were they were created by I think like One Dimension or One Direction Pictures or something like that, but Harvey Weinstein's Miramax came picked yeah, up this and they turned it, it to shit. Turned it to shit. They turned it to a turd. <laughs> um, I didn't like the go to hell what she when she says at the end. Uh, I thought that was super cheesy. Yep. 
Um, what I did like, and I think probably my favorite part of this movie, beside from the first shot of the puzzle box, because like, like, I thought that was a good shot where she's like, she holds it up. She found this. And the music accompanies it. I know that's a visible thing you need to see. but Yeah, that's not good for pod. Good but for uh, pod. The building design. So at the end of the movie, she... Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They, uh, um, she defeats that's the Cenobite. Cool. She, she solves the puzzle box, which she should become a Cenobite. But regardless... Um, she solves it, and it you know sends them all back to the nether region, hell, labyrinth, whatever you want to call it. And she finds wet cement that has been yeah. There oh for man, I knew you were going to say something about this. A day, I mean, I at mean, least twelve it's hours. Nighttime. Yeah, it's I a, mean, it's dawn. Any we'll concrete <laughs> guys know. That shit hardens up in like at least an hour. <laughs> yeah. it's, you can't. And then it was to soupy. top it off, after she puts it in there, all soupy. You see her walking away, and her hands like clean again. Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> like yeah. she would have had concrete all over her hand because she went, you know, wrist deep. She did, yeah. She, <laughs> she, needed, she needed a rag or something. She's like, <laughs> yeah. The wet cement kind of it did irritate me, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to. I just knew when I saw that going, and there's something <laughs> we're gonna have to talk. About. I knew you were gonna be pissed. I'm not pissed. I'm just like, I, you know, I think I'm over all these construction inconsistencies, you know? I'm like, all right, Never. that is what it is. But at the end of the movie, what I did like, and I think my favorite part of it is, you know, they flash forward to, you know, the the making of the building and then all the uh, panels on the wall are designed after the puzzle mm-hmm. box, the lament configuration. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a cool little thing. It kind of left you wondering uh, right. what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much the end of the movie. Um, I have that for the uh, new Hellraiser. Yeah. There's a sec- there's a part where you know there's a building, and there's bars all around it that have that configuration. Okay, and you just turn certain switches, and some of them move and almost to where the house is inside of a puzzle box. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, they did that in Bloodlines, too, when the space station is <laughs> oh, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> God damn these movies, that, dude. The, Bloodlines was the biggest... Oh. Bloodline, the one after this, directly after this, was the biggest piece it's of shit piece of shit movie ever. Because that one was the toy maker, right? Yeah, it's that's when they start the like toy maker. Generation. Yeah, the 17th century. A, a young uh. Adam Scott was uh, in that movie. Uh, it was Young it Adam was Scott. fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then the after Bloodline, I stopped watching. Like there's yeah. there's like 22 movies I think. Yeah, and there's <laughs> other ones with like different pinheads and yeah. uh, it gets pretty pretty silly. Yeah, um, I'll say shout out to Doug Bradley who played Pinhead. He does a great job. Yeah. He seems like he's having fun and hamming it up in this in this role. <laughs> uh, there's a little bit of controversy with the Black Mass uh, scene when he's. Got the, the priest on his knees, and he's giving him his flesh. Oh yeah! I guess, the, yeah, I guess even the crew My did flesh. not like that. You know, they were in North yeah. Carolina, and so they had to. They, no church would let them do that scene there, so they had to kind of do all these painting backdrops in it. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty, pretty crazy. Melted when he melted the cross in his hand yeah. and shit. His yep. hand, you could see lot his of... hand was all gross. I was like, oh no. Yeah, there's a lot of good effects in here. A lot of good imagery. Um, but I still can't call it a good movie. <laughs> no, I mean, not by any means. It's maybe if it was done, you know, with today's standards and, yeah, and uh, technology, technology and, and, and techniques. Yeah. I mean, I obviously that's why, you know, they remake this shit to try and, you know, do it. But a lot of people, you know, they don't want you to mess with an original, especially if. They kind of change the concept or make something that was supposed to be maybe kind of humorous and cheesy and try to turn it into something way more hardcore. But it's kind of, it seems like it's difficult for people to come up with original ideas nowadays. So. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure there is. <laughs> but I'm, I, I, I'd honestly say there's almost nothing that's original. I mean, we've got stories from right. 2,000 years I mean, ago that they're yeah. making movies about and you know can continue to do it and i do i in general i don't have a problem with remakes i'm not some purist that's like oh, don't yeah, touch this either. it's a perfect movie. no try remaking some stuff you know i don't care how unoriginal hollywood everyone claims hollywood yeah. is some stuff that should be remade it's like 
Yes, there is a Citizen Kane, which I've never seen. And I've, I've heard it's way overrated as the greatest movie ever. It was made in 1934 or something like that. But, you know, as an overall, remake some shit. Like, we've got better technology. We've got better actors. We've yeah. got better, you know, uh, methods of doing things. So why not remake things? I'd... Sometimes it totally works, man. Like, and, Yeah. Well, name a time that it worked. Pray, man. Pray. Oh, really? Okay. You I was worried to... that was going to suck. Yeah, I heard it's not bad. You know, I heard it's not it's bad. Good. I it's heard, good. well, it's like, and then you can, you know, dive bomb it with, I don't know, Hollywood's crazy these days. They're, they're remakes. They, they remake things that don't need to be remade. Uh, sure. No, no, no. That, that's not what I mean. I mean, they remake elements. Okay, so you have a remake, and they remake things they don't need to re- redo in that movie. Like, there's elements in the original that fit, and they remake it for some reason. Like, the motives of a character or different characters or that doesn't move the story along. I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay, but they, they took certain characters out of it that didn't need to be taken out of it. Or they, I don't know, it was made in 2010, so and it was at the height of, like, yeah, spiky hair jerk off. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's like because there's some, right. there's some good remakes out there. There's some bad remakes out there. Um, I just wish they'd do it correctly. Like stick to the original source material and don't change change so much of it where you can't really call it a remake. I think that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree for sure. Um, and I thought that was a good remake too. I know lots of people just had, they didn't like just Freddy, how he was, but. Yeah, his, his face was different. They changed him from a child murderer to a pedophile. I didn't really like that aspect yeah. of it, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not. the scenes, though, they did keep pretty close. So. There was some cool stuff in yeah. it. The, the first scene, cool. the first one, the opening scene is really good in the, the Nightmare on Elm Street um, but yeah, the story is kind of weird and like incongruent, and, and yeah, plus they do a lot of reboots too, yeah. remakes and see. I think they should just and... they should just try a shot <laughs> for shot remake of something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Weird Al. Weird Weird Al did that uh, shot for shot remake of the Beat It video, and it was fucking hilarious. You know, <laughs> with Eat It. You know, yeah, it was great. <laughs> they should do a shot for shot remake. Just update some of the characters. Update some of the. Um, oh, you know, the, the times that we're living in, I guess, you know, and maybe make the story a little bit more relevant to the modern times. They should try doing something like that. And I don't think people would be pissed off, but yeah. it's the Internet. I'm sure so. somebody at Disney <laughs> will do something like that. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, there you go. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. They're doing The Little Mermaid, but is it a shot for shot? Uh, they redid uh, The Beauty and the Beast. They, yeah, I like a lot they of what the they're doing. They to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last thing I want to talk about Hellraiser 3 is the song Hellraiser by Motorhead. <laughs> Fucking Lemmy redid that, man. Hell yeah. Dude, I have had that song stuck in my head for the last 36 hours. And or Hellraiser by Winterkill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, deep cut, deep yeah. cut. <laughs> my cousin um, Tony. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> check them out. Check them out. Seven years ago. <laughs> no. Are they still playing? No, not that. He's in another band. Oh, okay. Right but check them out seven years still. ago. <laughs> yeah. He's still ripping. Uh, good song. I've had, Again, I've had it in my head for the last day and a half. And uh, yeah, can't get it out of my head. Didn't know it was Motorhead the first time I heard it because I could tell. Nah, not the first time. Because the chorus definitely heard it. The chorus is not Lemmy. Like, and then you go, "Whoa, yeah." You listen to the rest of the song, and uh, you know it's Lemmy. But I was like, (laughs) "Yeah, but good song. Had in my head, man. It's this great, great '80s ballad or '90s ballad uh, for uh, in the era." That they made songs Bands for movies, yeah, yeah. Songs for movies. Dream Warriors, yeah. Dream Warriors. Anything else to talk about on the <laughs> 1992 film Hellraiser <sighs> Three? Hell, Hell no! Earth. This can oh. pretty much wrap up all of them all in one. Yeah, I can. I, I maybe you know down the line we, we might do a uh, Hellraiser One and Two episode because Hellraiser One's pretty good. 
I mean, it has a coherent story. Um, it's got great don't characters. Don't turn on me, dude. Don't turn on Hellraiser me. Hellraiser 1 is good. I don't know about Hellraiser 2, um, but I th yeah, maybe we'll, we'll do a Hellraiser 1 later down the road. We got a long way to go on this journey of a podcast, <laughs> so I would not put that out of reach for us. Well. Are you checking to see what it was in Rotten Tomatoes? Indeed I am. Oh, fuck. If you were to guess what the critics oh, put it at. Hellraiser 3? Hellraiser 3, Hell on oh, Earth. It's got to be terrible, I bet. You tell me. Because there's nothing original about this. No, not really. It's a very stereotypical movie. Uh, yeah. Trophy. Not good. Maybe... Uh... 20%. Okay. Uh, I would have agreed with you based on what I think the critics would have said, but the critics have it at 40%. 40%. Yeah, surprising. I mean, there's some good stuff in it. I mean, I mean, there's some good stuff there's, in it. <clears throat> you can reach for it, dude, if you want. Uh, what do you think the audience is at? <laughs> the critics are at 40. What do you think the audience is at? Um, people like you and me. People like... <laughs> Well, I mean, we I only liked it when I was young, man. So if anybody Yeah, sees I loved it, it when now, I was, they're going to think it's terrible. I so. loved it when I was young. I I, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe 55%. No, something. surprisingly the audience is lower than lower, the Lower goddamn yeah. audience. That's at 35%. That's what I would put it is. Um <sighs> I mean that's that's you, just different. That's 35 percent of the audience thought it was a good movie. So I'm not going to say I agree with one or the other. And uh, they're all going to say I kind of agree with the critics. I, this is a 40 percent movie. I, my letter grade that I would give it is a C minus. It's not a good movie. There's some good parts to it. It's not a failure of a movie. Um, but and I wouldn't recommend anyone wor worry about this unless you're worried about watching the entire Hellraiser canon. What say you? I mean, I don't know, man. Rewatching it, it really bummed me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was better than I that. wanted to remember how good it was well, when I watched it in the 90s. Well, the nightclub scene was good when Pinhead uh, kills them yeah, all. That is good. I, li uh, I did ending, like when he comes out there and he's like, <laughs> what the, did he say? What was it? He's like, let, let us, us play or let, let us begin. begin. It is oh. let us begin. I thought the awesome. uh, uh, Tower of Souls looked awesome. Uh, I hated how the Tower of Souls, like how he, like, ate the blonde chick. You know what I mean? Or took her soul. I thought that oh, was it was cool. all like CG, and it was like you know, it was like well, yeah, she's like floating there. I thought that was <laughs> and cool. it like sucked her in. I was like, oh, it's stupid. I thought it was cool. It was dumb. Okay. It was like world's first CG, and it was not good. Yeah, sometimes you gotta you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta start judge somewhere. It though, on, right? You gotta judge it on you what crawl I had to work you with. Can walk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I thought, yeah, I thought Tower Souls was good. I thought uh, the ending was good. I know if somebody gave me a Tower of Souls that looked like that, I wouldn't have it in my bedroom. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> that thing was spooky. Yeah, I uh, wouldn't have my bedroom, but I'd have. I'd, 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 You'd I'd put have it in one. your bedroom. Well, I'm a uh, sexual being. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sexual tyrannosaurus. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm a sexual tyrannosaurus. Yeah, you put hair on your chest. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there were some good parts in it, and but mostly bad. Uh, mostly I gave bad. it a C minus. What do you give it? Uh, yeah, I mean C minus D. It's it's. <laughs> I'll say it's watchable. For the, the gore and the effects on a lot of it. I'll say that. Yeah. That's the best part of it. There's some good gore. There's some good cheesy gore, too, with the cameraman centibite and the oh, DJ Jesus. I mean, they're terrible, but it's like, yeah, it's good to laugh at. It was even <laughs> weird when he was talking to her normal. And he'd be like, hey, you can count on me for anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he would say weird something. like You're like, what? <laughs> and it was funny when she called him, like, in the middle of the movie to go down to the boiler room. Yeah. He answers the phone, and he lights up a cigarette. Like, smoking is like, <laughs> so centered. stop He hasn't oh. taken three breaths, and he's lighting oh up a cigarette God. from waking up. 
It's like I'm a, again, I'm a cigarette smoker, but it's like it's I take horrible. a shower. I uh, <laughs> it's uh, some coffee. Disgusting. Indeed. <laughs> Anything else to say about Hellraiser Three Hell on Earth, my friend? No. The hell out of here. Indeed. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for listening. Thank you for sharing, and don't forget to go and leave us a rate and review to help the show grow larger than it currently is. Anything else, Sonny? Come yell at us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The M&M Show. Indeed. This is not film analysis. This is nitpicking. So Nit. You want film analysis? Go back to our previous episode. <laughs> 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 not at all. This is us nitpicking, and uh, we appreciate you listening. We will see you next time.